Welcome to the Puerto Rico News Roundup podcast, prnewsroundup.com. I'm Gil Hall. Today is the 22nd of January, 2017. In the background today, you're going to hear some of San Sebastian Festival going on in San Juan. Um, I've, of course, as we record this, the first thing that comes on is all of the bass from, from outside. So that's what you're hearing in the background. Today, I'm really glad to have uh, with me someone who's going to help us understand uh, the budget of Puerto Rico and talk about the different components that make it up and why that's important. Last Wednesday night, when the board released uh, their, their numbers uh, and sent it to, to the governor, I was having folks for dinner and somebody said, well, why is that important? And this sort of glaze came over my face and I said, you know, it's actually really complicated. Um, and it is. But then I saw on uh, Twitter that David had posted an answer and said it's 1.8 billion. That's the number that comes from the general fund. So I thought, well, this is a perfect time to have uh, David Del Rio on. David's an algorithm engineer, and by night, he, amongst other things, is a, a PR budget guru. Welcome, David. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for being here. Um, so I want to talk about the data sets um, that you use and, and the processes that, that you use to, to begin to dissect all of this and make sense. Because there, there are a lot of components that we see, um, and they're, they're often not provided in the same document. Can you give us a perspective of the kinds of, of data sets that you put together and the process for that? Right. So um, I use three different uh, data sets. Uh, so the basic data set is the, the one from the OMB website, uh, and that, that would be the one with the consolidated budget data. It's it's easy to automate uh, data extraction from from those documents. Like the web, website is presenting you the data in the same format for almost all of the agencies, uh, with the exception of a couple of agencies. So, so, so for stop, those, stop for a second and let's talk about that because that's that's something I think people miss. Is there's not one. Excel file that has all of this information in it, right? I mean, Puerto Rico has over 100 public corporations, um, and there are a lot of different ways that this information right. is captured. So how is this coming together? Okay, so so I'm pulling most of my data from, from the OMB website. Uh, and then there are two additional data sets. Uh, one, uh, one of them is the Radiografia Presupuestaria, or the budget radiography. You can go to OM, OMB's website and download uh, all the data for the agencies that get funds from the general fund uh, in a big Excel file. Uh, so when you look at that file, it's a little, well, it's actually very messy, but uh, with if you use some Excel tools, you should be able you should be able to organize the data, but but of course, you're not. If if you're looking, if you're looking to find data after five minutes of searching or even an hour, it it doesn't work like that. Right. Um, you have to get the data and work on the data yourself and spend some time to try to get to the point where you can understand the problem a little bit better. Which is really a, an enormous challenge. Um, I think a lot of people, um, a lot of analysts, a lot of people who don't do Puerto Rico on a daily basis think that these are, are kind of uh, straightforward questions. But in reality, 
what you're describing sounds, you're making it sound quite easy, but in fact, this is a really complicated thing that takes a lot of knowledge to know what you're looking at. Um, you can have all the data in front of you, but if you don't really know what you're looking at, um, you, won't, you won't make the right assumptions, and you've spent, spent the time doing that. Um, you said there was a, a third data set. What is that? So the third data set, it's the agency by agency uh, budget document. Uh, and so, so this, is, this is a budget document that each agency prepares uh, each year so that they can go so that they can go before the uh, legislature to explain their budgets. So when you don't find the information in the two previous data sets, you have to look into this data set, well, this data set, which is essentially each agency is preparing their own budget uh, presentation. So it's different formats and you don't always find what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. so, so, so that would be the other data set that I use. So agency by agency, that's all of the agencies that receive funding from the general fund? From the general fund and other agencies as well. Okay, so from the some some of the other consolidated agencies, and we'll talk about that in a bit too. That that adds um, always some complexity. So, how many rough agencies are, or how many agencies feed into that agency by agency? Yeah, so it's one hundred and thirty agencies that are in the consolidated budget. Uh, in the general fund, it would be less. Well, so that's a perfect that's a perfect way to segue into to the next thing, which is tell us what the tell us what a consolidated budget is, and what the general fund budget is, and what the differences are, and, and why this is important. Because that's again, that's what I said in my opening. But but I think a lot of people miss uh, understand the way these budgets work. And so as we talk about changes and things that that are possible cuts and ways to to evaluate it, people don't understand really the way it works. And so they're making bad assumptions about the way things could be changed. So tell us about, about the consolidated budget and the general fund budget and just generally how they work and fit together. Okay. So, um, I like to view the budget into, I, I like to separate the budget into three separate buckets. Uh, I have PREPA and PRASA by themselves separately uh, those agencies they represent about 6.3 uh, billion dollars in terms of revenues and expenditures in the budget and what's important here what, the reason why I, I like to see those by themselves is that um, those agencies they have a very most most of the budget is consumed by what we what the budget calls the other operational expenses. So uh, they're paying most of their yeah most of the revenues go towards allocating payments for providers. For example, in the case of Prepa, it would be paying for fuel or paying paying uh, to generate electricity to other uh, providers such as uh, uh, Ecoelectrica, for example, and so on. So, so, so that's one bucket, that's $6.3 billion. And you have to see it by uh, separately. Then, then you have uh, the federal funds and 
that represents roughly around $6.7 uh, billion in terms uh, as the weights presented in the consolidated budget. And, and then you have the rest of the agencies. So, so when you look at it from, from that perspective, uh, you end up with uh, 15.6, and, and I'm talking about 2016 numbers uh, from the 2016 budget, uh, you end up with $15.6 billion allocated to all agencies that are not PREPA, PRASA, or federal funds, and then the rest is divided among federal funds and PREPA and PRASA. Okay, so the 15.6, uh, that excludes the PREPA and PRASA? Excludes the PREPA and PRASA and also excludes ex the general funds. The, I'm sorry, the federal funds. Okay, so it's it, the total then would be, if, we, if we're going to add them all together, would be 15.6, 6.7, and 6.3. That's the, right. the, the total, that would be the considered the, the total consolidated budget. Um, and I want to clarify with the PREPA PRASA thing, that my understanding of that is because those are really, they operate very differently than the government. They operate more as businesses that have um, traditional cost of goods sold and things that really aren't a part of government function. They're a separate, um, they're businesses, uh, and, and they have different right. capital expenses and different things like that. Um, is, that the re is that the reason for pulling them out? If you include it uh, as part of the budget analysis, uh, and you don't know how that budget operate, how that budget operates, you are gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you could get to different to, you might get to a different conclusion than without excluding uh, that, that bucket of money. So they can be because, misleading. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. definitely misleading because when you include, uh, when, when you include that, uh, those two agencies, uh, those two agencies represent around $4 billion in terms of the other operational expenses category. So, 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 so that's, that's what people think that they can go and cut, uh, make budget cuts without getting into payroll or without cutting the UPR and so on. So these are, but, those, that's really because they're misunderstanding the terms, right? Because I mean, so, so you, you see on a budget and you don't understand what you're looking at, you see operational funds or professional services and right. you think, oh, good, this is a perfect place to, to go cutting right. um, without realizing you're talking about cost of goods sold, you're talking about things that, that have very tangible uh, reasons behind them. Right, yeah, so you have to pay for fuel, for electricity. Right. So you cannot cut that. So, so that's, that's the main reason why I like to uh, see it as a separate bucket of money. But that issue with the operational funds and professional services, that, that's also a temptation in the other parts of the budget, right? I mean, one of the things you always hear people say is talking about the, the federal budget um, yeah. as if they could simply reach in and reuse that money. You know, did you see right. this project going on over here? We don't need that. Um, when I talk to people, they just, they say this, like you can simply yeah. transfer that money for the project that you think you don't need into education. Right. It doesn't work that way. Right. So, so in terms of federal funds, uh, so, so you have this big bucket of money that's $6.7 billion, of dollars, and, 
people think that you can just repurpose that money for other uses. But in reality, when, when you dig deeper into the numbers, what you're going to find is that around 75% of the funds are essentially on autopilot. That is to say that they're basically following laws uh, or yeah. federal rules, and the only way you could repurpose them would be to get right. uh, the federal Congress to, to write a law saying you can repurpose them. Right. So, so, I mean, so the local government can decide if a particular person qualifies for XYZ program, but that's about it. When you, when you see the, the, the kind of federal bucket, island bucket issue, what, what's the most common error you see um, when people look into this? Right. So a while back, uh, I told you about this 15.6 billion number in terms of that's pretty much what's left uh, after you exclude federal funds and you exclude PREPA and PRASA. So you have this 15.6 billion number left. And, but when you dig deeper into the numbers, uh, you have to realize, for example, that uh, you have agencies such as the Public Buildings Authority, and most of that, uh, most of the budget allocated to that agency is for paying debt service, or at least that was the case in 2016. Uh, so, so you have a, when you look at the general fund, the, the, the general fund, it's pretty much funding the operations of the public buildings authority. But when you look at the consolidated budget, they're showing you that bucket of money separately when the money is really not there. So you have to actually have to correct then as you're looking at these numbers, you have to take that into consideration, right. know what you're looking at, know that it's being double counted and uh, right. or, or yeah, double counted and, and know that that has to come out. Otherwise, the temptation, again, is to say, well, there's this money here. But in reality, it's not. It's just a, it's a ledger transfer between the government. So, now, so if we transition from the, the kind of conceptual uh, piece as well, still, still still quite detailed. But but if we take the larger numbers that, that we've been discussing with these different buckets and we we move to the numbers that the board sent last week, um, their number was, was 4.5 billion uh, of, of cuts. Um, tell us how we take that uh, and get down to the 1.8 billion so that we understand the, the, what that's composed of. Uh, and, and it will help us understand some of the, the ways in which, uh, what can be evaluated for cuts uh, in an actual capacity as opposed to what people would like to believe is, is possible. Right. Um, so the, you can separate the 4.5 billion number into two separate buckets. You have around $3 billion in cuts, and then you have 1.5 billion in revenues. The 1.5 billion number in revenues, uh, it's really 500. That includes 1 billion from the extension of Act 154. So that one billion, it's not nothing new. It's nothing new. There's nothing new there. Uh, so it, it really comes down to $500 million in new revenues.
those. So then the, the um, 500 in revenues, where is that coming from? Right. So for that, you would have to eliminate some deductions. Uh, you would have to increase tax compliance and other measures. So the real, the real revenue production that, that's not uh, budgeting game, I won't say games, but, but budgeting issues is uh, 500 million is, is really the, 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 the core that's real. Right. And then when you look at the 3 billion in cuts, uh, you have to take into account that this includes uh, 1 billion in cuts in healthcare because it is assuming that uh, we're going to lose access to the Affordable Care Act funds. We should say and this is prior to Trump. This has nothing to do with what he signed um, yesterday or day before. This is a longstanding issue of right. uh, the original Obamacare funds. Puerto Rico received a block grant that has been um, been decrementing over the years, and, and that's scheduled to go out. So it's 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 a it's a very specific loss of ACA funds. It's not nothing related to the recent announcements. Right, and I mean. Everyone is hoping that Congress will help Puerto Rico in this particular matter. And so, so, so I think we can put that aside for a second and concentrate on the fact that once you exclude that, and because hopefully we'll get something from, from Congress, it's you get down to $2 billion in cuts. So from there, most of the funds are allocated from the general fund. So that's why I say those $2 billion in cuts, around $1.8 billion mapped down to the general fund. And around 0.2 or 200 million would come from other funds. So the major loss is in the general fund that pays. Um, well, one of the things that, that, that you and I talked about offline that, that I think is really interesting related to this is, is that as we talk about these different buckets, one of the things that's tempting is when we talk about cutting payroll, things like that, um, the, the, the figures that are cited are cutting X percent, but that's not really straightforward, is it? What is the, what is the percentage of? When, when they talk about uh, pay, payroll headcount reduction, uh, it doesn't include all the employees that are part of the central government. And when I mean central government, I mean everything. Uh, it's essentially all the employees that are included in the consolidated budget, uh, which is around 155,000 people. Uh, that excludes the municipalities. That's a completely a completely separate discussion. But uh, the fiscal plan, for example, and the projections uh, include about one hundred thousand of those employees. When you look at the appendix of the letter from the oversight board, they tell you that around three point nine billion dollars of payroll expenses are included 
in the plan. And when you look at it from the consolidated budget perspective, payroll expenses are around $7.1 billion. Again, it's another vision of, of how we have to switch, switch glasses here to, to know what, what these numbers mean um, and, and how difficult, difficult that is. Why do you think that the board came up with what it did come up with? Tell us, tell us the buckets that they're recommending, the major buckets that they're recommending cutting and, and kind of how that fits into the logic that, that we've been building up to. Right. Um, right. So, for example, they started with a point two, well, $200 million in cuts from other operational expenses uh, bucket of money. And that's 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 the smallest of, of all buckets when you actually look at at, at the numbers uh, so you have to be careful again when uh, if, if you were to compare 20, 2017 numbers versus 2016 and and so on but anyway other operational expenses that's a small bucket of money so they're only asking for $200 million from that bucket. Uh, then you get to payroll expenses, excluding UPR and, and so on, because that's a formula and it's separate. So, so that's actually a big bucket. It's around $3.9 billion. And, and then um, you get to this other bucket, which is UPR, which is around $873 million from the general fund. And you get to this other bucket, which is subsidies to other government agencies, which is, which is around $2 billion. And that's mostly payments to their retirement funds, which is around uh, $700 million. Uh, you have... Uh, payments to municipalities as subsidies, and then you have payments to assess or the Puerto Rico Medical Services Administration. So, so that's, so those buckets, it's for, for that particular bucket, for example, uh, they didn't ask to cut money from assess. Uh, they didn't ask to cut money from uh, the retirement funds so the only thing that's left it's the municipal subsidy and in that case they're asking for well they want to cut it 100 percent uh so then you, you get to the upr bucket and that's yeah it's they're asking for a cut of 300 million dollars uh uh from there so it's so it's a uh, huge cut in, in terms percentage-wise. And and then you have your payroll expenses, which is your biggest expense. Uh, which As is it is in most agencies, I mean, or in any, any business, it's right. generally half anyway. That's typically your, right. your percentage. Right. So, so I mean, so, so I have worked with the numbers, uh, incorporating all agencies and so on. So, Payroll actually represents nearly half of all expenses, so it makes sense that they're they're gonna ask for payroll cuts. I mean, 
we definitely disagree on the percentage of what they're asking for. But it's, yeah, it's very right. difficult to see the, that. Well, the, the point I'm trying to make in, in, this, in this conversation, and it's, it's what we have done, is there's a policy side of this, of what would we like to see cut. Um, right. Those are th those are policy decisions. They're personal decisions. How do you do this? But that the, the structure of the budget is such that that there aren't many things that can be cut when it comes down to it. What you can actually cut, um, and uh, that's within your legal power to do so. That's within the moral power not to to k kick a kid out on the street to do these things. It, it comes down to a very small group of things that could be cut. Um, once you consider the, the, the big big ticket items and you need to actually cut major funds. Again, there's a policy side of this and there's a kind of right. uh, just the numbers. We're really just talking about the numbers. The, the I would like this number to be smaller is policy decision that, that yeah, there, everybody has, have, has different takes on that. But the important thing uh, to me to, to get to in this conversation is to realize that wherever you want to cut that money, there isn't a whole lot, there aren't many places to do that um, that are within your legal and, uh, I mean, true, truly things that are outside of the, the health, safety, and welfare component. Um, and UPR, municipalities, payroll, uh, may be offensive uh, to a lot of people, but, but they're not things that, uh, th they're a different category of things. They're different things that can be cut um, legally and, and, and structurally. Right. So based on everything you've seen, um, and talking about all this, how well, uh, how how well do you sense that the board understands the issues? Again, we're not not really so much talking about policy so much as understanding the data and understanding the things that they're asking for. Are the things that they're asking for coherent from a numerical standpoint and from a practical standpoint? Again, not a policy standpoint. Just just purely, can it be done? I think if you have someone else analyze the numbers. I think they would come up with pretty similar conclusions. To the boards? Yes. And I mean, so the board is relying on the projections uh, from the December, December projections. And those projections assume that revenues are going to drop, the revenues from the general fund are going to drop by $1.4 billion from fiscal year 2017 and I mean are gonna drop by 1.4 billion dollars in fiscal year 19 because that's what what they talk about in their letter they, they talk about fiscal year 9 2019 so so their projections their projection assumes that revenues are gonna drop by 1.4 billion dollars and I'll give you an example uh, way back when uh, we had the uh, great recession in the United States back in 2007-2008 period, uh, Puerto Rico experienced a drop of around $1.1 billion in revenues. If you were to look at the revenue numbers between fiscal years 2007 and 2009, so the, the projection assumes that revenues are going to drop by $1.4 billion uh, so that would be COFINA, uh, that would be sales tax, and what's what's the other, I imagine there are a couple big ones in there, COFINA would be one, what would the other? Uh, right, yeah, so, so, but it would be the sales tax revenues that are included in the general, in the general fund, 
since Cofina, it's Cofina is outside the the general fund. Right. They will still be getting the the amount of money that they're supposed to get each year, no matter what. Uh, but um, those projections, anyway, in in terms of uh, sales tax, uh, they assume that sales tax revenue collections are going to drop by twenty percent, and the same goes for individual uh, contributions. Well. And, and 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 so on. So it's yeah. So it's it may be maybe less, maybe more, but 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 that's what's included in in their projection. So as we look at the overall numbers and consider that that most of what we've been discussing in, in this conversation is really fiscal year nineteen numbers on paper. Um, it's a rough ride between here and fiscal year nineteen uh, in a way that this document what the board is requesting doesn't really reflect um, because we have some, some major expenses uh, that have not been historical that are coming up and revenue losses. Um, tell us about some of the, the things that we're facing between now, that is fisc- we're in the fiscal year 17 and we're going you know, on paper talking about the things that we've talked about today in fiscal year 19. What are some of the things that are coming up that um, you know, are gonna be real challenges? Well, you have PAYGO around one billion dollars in, in in 2018, and you have the loss of the Affordable Care Act funds mid year. So in so 2018. Gonna, in 2018. So, so that's gonna that's gonna add 800 million dollars to the deficit. There's a lot more uh, going on here, and and a lot more details um, that you know are incredibly important. David, thanks for uh, taking time today to explain some of this. I know this is going to be really, really popular um, because this is really complicated and and there aren't many people who understand it. Thank you. You can contact David on Twitter at D-D-R-I-O-O. And I hope to get him to, um, we've been talking about getting some analysis documents uh, that, that he's drafted and and trying to get those put together uh, and released on the uh, Puerto Rico News Roundup website. Uh, So we'll have hopefully some more uh, information coming on this soon. I'm Gil Hall. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast. You can reach me at Gillam Hall at G-I-L-L-A-M-H-A-L-L on Twitter at the website prnewsroundup.com. And you can download the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher.